Hello, and welcome back to A Memorial 2, a podcast about Hellgate London. My name is Fergus Halliday. And I'm Nicole Featherby. And we are back. It's been it's been quite a few months. We had a whole wave of the pandemic between uh-huh. our last in-person recording. Um, but I'm really excited to get back into it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really excited to talk about the chapters we're talking about yes, today. Yes, I think this is going to be uh, a much more interesting episode than the last one for this book. I what? think there's a Oh, yeah, lot... for the book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the book. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like... Th- Absolutely. Again, thank you so much, Bill Roper. That was yeah. an incredible time. Uh, if you somehow uh, missed it or, or skipped it, yes. God forbid, I strongly recommend going back and listening to our previous episode, episode 10. It was a special bonus episode with Bill Roper, the former CEO of Flagship Studios, the developers behind Hellgate London. And it was just like a really interesting chat about the history of the game and the books and how it all sort of happened. Um, yeah. Thanks so much, Bill, for coming on the show. It was awesome to chat. Yeah. Uh, I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. Yeah. Um, and to, to go from, from, you know, banger to banger, these oh. chapters, oh, yes, absolutely incredible. I was, I was, I, when I reread them, uh, cause I read them back when we were originally on our original timeline before the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and then I had to go and reread them more recently and I was just delighted. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have so much to say about these chapters. For reference, uh, listeners, today we are covering chapters 13 through 28 of Covenant, the third book in Mel Odom's Hellgate London trilogy. Um, and before we jump directly into chapter 13, I just wanted to, you know, just set, set the ground floor here. What are the general vibes? Um, I'm, I'm so much higher on this book <laughs> now. I think, because um, one of the main things, I re-listened to our previous episode just to, like, get some context myself, because it's been so long. And, like, one of the things that we mentioned last time was that we kept reintroducing these characters each book mm. and going through the opening scenes that you might have in a film but over and over again mm. um and then every time we finish a book what would keep happening is like they would tie up too much mm. and not give you like really a a direction a direction or so a then thrust. when you reintroduce them you've just got to do the same thing again yeah exactly um, um but these chapters are really just starting to like build up what we're actually working towards <laughs> and give us maybe some sort of antagonist. It's, it's amazing. Two and a half books in. We did it. We found a direction. <laughs> oh, I'm delighted. Yeah, no, the vibes were really good. It was like, I was rereading it and I was just like, I just moment I was like, God, books are great. Yeah. This is so much fun. It's been a while since I've read something. <laughs> and very... I did not expect it to be this, but I was reading going like, God, I should read more books. This is... <laughs> just exquisite the delight <laughs> of watching this thing unfold in front of me yeah um very yeah. very good time yeah uh so you know we have a ton to talk about so let's jump into chapter 13 which picks up uh i believe directly where chapter 12 left off right it's a classic two-parter yeah where uh, uh warren and um uh, naomi naomi yeah Warren and naomi are on their their sort of zombie uh pilgrimage pilgrimage i was gonna say marathon like marathon okay. but pilgrimage works yeah um through kent it's like two yeah either two or through i don't the, really remember it's the english countryside yeah um and they found a village of people yes. and we're just like don't mind us we would love to just walk by and the people are like no, no. <laughs> you have an army of zombies what no um but they they have eventually defeated that situation yes uh, and diffused is maybe a bit of a strong word <laughs> <laughs> we have uh put a pin in it yeah um and then they were attacked uh by just demons so now uh the villagers and 
Warren and Naomi are, are scramble in a scramble in a fight for their lives. Uh, there's a character called Bixby here, which I think is the first and maybe only time Bixby is mentioned. Yeah, I I, I feel like he's probably like a man from the previous chapter, and then we've given him a name now. Yeah. Um. But um, yeah, I, I he's not going to be around for long. No. Um. I for me, uh, Bixby is it. It really stuck out to me because it's the name of Samsung's attempted at a smart assistant. Yes. And so if he was mentioned before, I would remember that. Yeah. But I, the, it just like hits you straight at the start of chapter thirteen, Bixby, and I'm like, whoa, who's this guy? <laughs> and I don't believe he gets mentioned again. No, um, I'm pretty sure he immediately gets. Uh, yeah, he immediately dies. Yep. Great. Great. Yep. Um, but this is a classic, classic Hellgate London, uh, you know, sequence where there are demons attacking and people are fighting them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 there's some, there's some interesting things in here. Cause like in the previous chapter, they mentioned some, one of the characters that's hiding out with Naomi mm. mentions like, yeah, we've got like special, special ammo shells yeah. and all that sort of so stuff. See that kind of yeah. It's fun to see that be used. Like it's all this like weird, like demon acid in shotguns and stuff, which like, is nice because it's kind of something that you would actually have in the game, right? Yeah. We're starting to see the beginnings of the technology that forms a lot of the basis of the weapons. Yeah, you know, I I think this is also unique as far as fight sequences in this in the series go. In that it's a fight sequence involving the Kabbalist characters where they do actually do Kabbalist combat things, yes. as opposed to oh god, demons are murdering everyone, <laughs> run away. Yeah, let's like, go. This is them actually casting spells yes. and, and doing stuff. Um, Warren, uh, I might be getting a little bit ahead of myself, but Warren, like, takes mind control of a bunch of the demons. Yes. Uh, as they're fighting them. Yes. Which, that, that is very, I would do that in a video game with, like, a skill tree of... Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. I can see that. Um, uh, and, and I, I, there's, like, lots of little, like, hat tips to Warren previously being a big, like, total war gamer. Yes. Oh, um, yes, like yes. mentioning formations yep. and strategy and stuff. Yes, there's, and a, all... there's a few more of them coming up <laughs> later in the, later in the uh, in the chapters. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, and then basically Warren f uh, takes control of a bunch of demons. They fight him off, and then he gets like wounded. Um, yes. And then Naomi tries to help him, but all the demons are sort of instinctively trying to protect him. Um, yeah. Yeah. There and I mean, like as far as. They win um, the battle. Yeah. Uh, spoilers. Yes. As far as combat goes, like, this is, like, a, a pretty fun one because it's not just, like, the Templar mashing into, oh, like, man, a Oh, man, a carnivore. Yeah. How will Simon tackle this carnivore? Maybe he will jump on top of it and sever its spine. You know, there's, there's... We don't have a lot of ranged weapons, generally speaking, in a lot of this combat. So it's nice to see that yeah. happen. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of variety here. Um, um, and uh, uh, A demon talks to Warren at one point. Yep. There's um, more demon talking to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's kind of like, you know, asking who he is and mm. like where he got that hand and it's like going to steal it from him, yep. you know? Um, Warren doesn't really respond to any of this. He's nope. just... <laughs> not at all interested. No. But I guess he's he's interacted with enough weirdo demons to be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about right. I've got a strange demon hand. They probably want that. That's just how this works. Um, I, I like... Also, I feel like once you've met Mirahim, you can't be surprised by demons having personalities anymore, right? Yes, yeah. And also, probably <laughs> after that one, you're not really worried about them anymore because like, you've already met a pretty bad one. Like, no, he's not. He's not. No, mirror him. Yeah, this um, guy's like that big. Like, 
Yeah, but basically they win the battle and then we end on this sort of, uh, you know, ominous note of, they, is this the end? Is this the, are there more demons hunting them? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and, and like the implication kind of is that they were following kind of Warren maybe, hmm. you know, um, and yeah, more might come while they're all wounded. Yeah, uh, but that's basically chapter 13. Yeah. Uh, on to chapter 14, we jump back to Simon. Um, mm-hmm. So I believe that the last time we saw Simon was the when they were out hunting for a deer and they got yes. ambushed and then they had a big battle and then they fell off a cliff, fell off a cliff and then escaped. Yeah. That was- oh, wait, and then after that, they chased a talking demon into the woods. Yes. And it mentioned the truths. Yes. And uh, everybody's kind of injured. Yes, I think everyone's sort of recovering, which is yeah. basically where we're at. Um, Simon's like waking up. Yeah, uh, we we of course uh, return to Simon's relationship with his father, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit uh, well worn at this point, but uh, it is, I guess, useful. I think in like, terms of just like bringing it full circle, to yeah. sort of come back to that. And now that he is like running his own sort of like yeah. splinter faction of the Templar with his own little base, like it has a bit more weight to it. Mm. As like him trying to fill his father's mm-hmm, shoes mm-hmm. rather than coming back to London and being like, oh, I let my father down. Now yep. it's like, now now there's growth there and he's trying to yep. actually fill those shoes more yeah. than anything. Yeah. But So yeah. in, a, in a weird tunnel shift here, uh, after getting up, he, he it describes him seated at a breakfast table that had required new seating because it hadn't been designed with Armored Templar in mind, <laughs> which is just a... <laughs> Just a delightful visual. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it actually says that he's just eating cereal, right? Uh, I think he's it's oatmeal. porridge or uh, uh, oatmeal, yeah, So yeah. just like having this visual of him in the full armor, yeah. just eating some oatmeal. Uh, he has a face shield that serves as a computer monitor yes. in front of him, which is... He's got a cup of tea. He's, yeah, it's just a delightful visual. Um, yeah, it says he ate with, with his other hand, absently spooning oatmeal into his mouth. Yep. <laughs> so, Which is, yeah, that's a, a very, that's a perfect visual right there. <laughs> yep. Um, Nathan visits, uh, explains that, uh, he's been seeing Natalie Cho, uh, which yes. is frowned upon. Um, I, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say or, frowned upon. Uh, it's just more like Simon's like, we're kind of busy for that, you yeah. know? Um, um, and then Nathan's like, well, she's pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we're going to go to be with uh, Booth. Yes. And his, his hideout, because it's probably safer. Yeah. Uh, and Simon's like, well, all right, as long as I don't have to come rescue you later, I guess. <laughs> um, which... It's fair. It's a fun little like interaction between these two characters. I I feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there you, is... you see the benefits of actually like following a side character through multiple books here. Yes. Yeah. Rather than killing them like you know two pages into explaining mm-hmm. who they are. <laughs> um. We also have this uh, little section here where uh, Nathan says uh, Natalie had to stop and think about whether she wanted to have the baby. That stilled Simon. Templar didn't have abortions. Yeah. That, life that was, was sacred. God gave life as a gift. Even children who had handicaps were made in Templar families and were loved as gifts. So, I... A lot happening there. A lot there. But, like, I my, my main question there is, like, is is this an extension of Melodum's, like, politics? Is he drawing on, like, his own politics to, to frame that? Or is that what he imagines 
hardcore religious fundamentalists like the Templar. I think it's is the it, latter. That's uh, that's kind of the way I lean on it as well. Yeah. But it is just interesting to think about. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like, like it, it doesn't. I don't. It's very, um, like rote almost. Like it's just like the tropey. Yeah. Description of it, and it almost feels insincere. Yeah, Um, I mean, like it's it's weird because it's very different to the because like something that we've mentioned a few times is like the the tattoo stuff, mm. like the weird moral judgments on characters having tattoos from Warren's perspective. But that feels more detached, right? And feels like it's coming more from an authorial like position. Was this? I don't. I didn't quite have that. No, it seemed quite embedded in like templar and simon more than from that like authorial perspective yeah um, um but it is still very weird and abrupt yeah given given everything you know about simon yes it's very <laughs> very sudden and it's just yeah it's it's stupid yeah it's really weird um because uh, you would think that like as like a you know a hidden base that is stretched on resources like if someone said actually i don't think i'm gonna have this child that would be like a pretty reasonable thing to say yeah like because they have they have a lot of children in their base right but like their children that you know are like we'll get to but like being trained up to be templar Mm. right like an actual just newborn baby that doesn't really get you anything from Mm. like a a strategic perspective yeah right unless you're you know depends how long a war you think this is going to be i guess yeah yeah uh, yeah um, it, it's very it's a very odd like paragraph and a half mm. um but yeah and then like after the, like simon just kind of waits um and then nathan says she's still not sure what she wants to do so like we're they haven't even truly decided whether or not they want to keep the child Mm. but then they talk about freezing the embryo as well and it's just yeah 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 so yeah yes yes a lot going on yeah um, but that's sort of basically Nathan says his goodbyes, and we st- we just gently drift into chapter fifteen, which is um, uh, more Simon. Yes, more Simon. Uh, and I believe that they are kind of just doing like a just a mission briefing to talk about how much food they have. Yes. Um, and the problems that they are having with yeah. uh, supplying their, their. It's like a council meeting. Yeah. Um. There's we get a character Marta Grimes mm-hmm. who is in her late forties, fit and competent. Good, finally, <laughs> someone. Um, basically, uh, they this have is, five weeks of food, right? Yeah. yeah, this is the um the argument that we were just talking about, where they don't really have enough food for people, and also they're running out of people. Yes. Um, and they they also note that the Templar uh, armor can compensate for physical weakness, but a malnourished warrior eventually makes a mistake that costs him the his life or the yeah. life of others. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so obviously they're but, having the debate. There's a bunch of good names here, though. We've got, we've got Solomon Tremaine, Genevieve Bowker, <laughs> these Victor characters Carlisle. Will, these characters will never be mentioned again. Micah Cuddy, <laughs> um, Kickstarter backers finally getting a representation <laughs> in the books. Um, yeah. Ahead of time, really. Uh, but basically, they're just debating what is like. How do we solve this food problem? And yeah. and I believe that the solution that Simon reaches is that 
let's not let's, let's feed people let's well. feed people well by yeah. sending out more hunting parties yeah, <laughs> yeah. which all right i yeah. mean like i guess that's Fine. <laughs> it's certainly an answer. Yeah. Um. I wonder if how the long term uh, ramifications of this this policy choice uh, will will go. Yeah. And one of the the key parts of this because they're like we're going to run out of people if we do this. Yeah. Simon says we're going to start drawing from this like the, the general, civilians. Yeah, civilians. Um. Yeah. And you know they're all quite worried that they're going to die, etc. But like, I, I think, yeah. We're going to see some, probably some consequences of that at some point, probably. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, they do. It's also very weird because at the very start of the debate or the chapter, uh, they do specifically make the point of if we send out too many hunters, it may depopulate, you know, the food supply. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I guess we're just going to have to send out more hunters. <laughs> so it's very weird. It just doesn't feel like that objection is, is actually quite handled. No. Um, no. But yeah, uh, Simon sort of goes through the, uh, the morality of talking to children and... Mm-hmm you know convincing to begin the templar training yeah. it's very much like um uh reminds me a lot of uh star wars jedi mm-hmm. thing where uh the the jedi when they're when they're recruiting padawans they just like steal them from from their parents when they're like yeah babies yeah and they do not typically accept uh like older any- recruits yeah anybody who is old enough to know their family yeah. yeah um it just reminds me of that in terms of just like that that transition from well, we would usually just, you know, draw on people and train them from birth, but yeah. now we'll just we'll just accept anyone, I guess. Yeah. Here's an eight year old. Here's Here an eight year old. You'll do. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to have a sword? And the eight year old's like, Yeah. And it, he's like, All right. And I think they also mentioned like um like they can't take adults and teenagers because they're they're their bl- their brains aren't plastic enough, you know. Like they're not going to learn yeah. quick enough to be sword masters, and yeah, which is maybe a little bit silly yep um like i don't like the idea that they would only train the youngest ones when like you have a bunch of able-bodied people you may as well yeah give them a sword you know like maybe you don't have the resources to give them like full armor and everything but it's like yeah, come to training, do the sword forms with all the kids because it's going to be it, better you knowing than not. It will help not. you, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Simon talks, uh, you know, this kid Chandler yes. uh, through it. And then Chandler <laughs> says, will I see you in class? Yes. Simon still taught the classes, martial arts, sword fighting, and basic knowledge of demons whenever he could. <laughs> now, whenever he could is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Yeah. Is this once a year? Is yeah. this once a month? <laughs> is this once a week? Because those are... Those are those tell a different story yes, of yes. the amount of time and 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 uh, thought that Simon puts into investing in the, the next generation of Templar. Yeah, like is there a rotation or Does like he just like go to whoever the teacher is and is like, hey, I want to teach this class today. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna take this one. I'm taking this one over yeah, your hands. Yeah, and the teacher's like, all right, I guess you're the boss. Yeah, like, what do I... fine. I all right. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a case where he's like rostered on? Like, yeah, or, or is he just straight up doing it every morning before going on patrol? Like, like, like yeah, yeah it's, it is it is difficult to tell what that means. It is, um, a, I would say, a, a slight missed opportunity, I think, yeah. uh, to explain that. Um, but basically, he talks to Danielle about, you know, is it ethical to draft some child soldiers? Um, yes. Basically. Uh, and then we cut to this next sort of sequence in, in this chapter. Yes. Uh, which is 
Simon stood in front of a polycarbonate of the polycarbonate caskets that contained the mortal remains of the fallen Templar. Orchestral music piped into the great room that held for the general assembly. Um, so just having Templar uh, Funeral. funerals. Yeah. Now it feels very like Star Trek funeral to me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I just I, this this stood out to me. The caskets were simple affairs. The coat of arms for each house stood out in bas relief. Is that? Uh, I don't. I don't remember how to pronounce that. I never do. Uh, 3D images of the individuals played over the top of the caskets. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> I just love, we start with, it was a simple affair. We have a 3D hologram yeah. of the person above their casket. Yeah, we just had some <laughs> spare hologram projectors putting them on these caskets and then we're going to bury them. Like, do they take them back? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, do they take... Are the, they part the... of the casket or are they like a little, like, you know, hollow disc on top of the Yeah, casket? that when they bury them, they yeah. take them back to be yeah. like, all right, we need this for later. We need this for next one. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a delightful, <laughs> delightfully strange image. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, it was good. Um, and then the, uh, I think, like, the kids that he spoke to earlier is, like, they're, like, yeah. you know, lifting his fist and joining him with the Templars. Yeah. So he's inspired this six-year-old boy or whatever like yeah. uh simon does does a big speech and is like yeah we still have hope the demons haven't managed to take that away from us yeah oh god what a treat yeah what a treat <laughs> um so back to chapter 16 yes. which is back in warren land uh it says warren slept for a few hours and then Naomi tried to move him, but every attempt she made was blocked by the zombies that stood protectively around him. Which is just a really funny mental image. Yeah. Just like just, her going uh, up and then going... Uh, uh, like, uh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, she wonders what happens if he dies. Do the zombies drop dead? Do they go free? Can she, like, take that cool arm? Yeah. Could that Could that be it? Yeah. Is this it? Uh, and uh, we recap, most of the survivors had left to take the wounded and bad news home, but they left guards with weapons just to watch over Warren and the zombies, just to like... Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. I mean, this whole zombie situation... Still not really resolved. Still not really resolved. <laughs> kind of concerned about this mob of zombies we've just brought to our home. Yeah, there's a fucking warlock out front, guys. Like... Yeah, uh, that's fun. There's an old man here uh, who's hanging around. Uh, Naomi talks a bit with him. Yeah, he brings soup... Um, yep. because his missus insisted, which yep. is like, I just have this mental image of this kindly old woman. We like take the chicken soup to the lovely old <laughs> warlock. Like, <laughs> it's, it's sweet. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, yeah. The situation's very awkward it's for very, everybody. It's just inherently very weird. <laughs> uh, eventually Warren wakes up. Uh, it says bright light lanced into his eyes before he opened them, which I... I, it's just a I, I don't know I feel like the, the maybe I'm getting picky here I feel like the bright light lances into your eyes once you open them yeah I you know may, maybe I maybe he's just <laughs> he's got such a bad headache that even just like the light through his eyelids hurts I don't know mm, mm. threw me off he cast a bunch of fireballs that's gonna he, be hard he did cast guy. some cool fireballs yeah um basically Warren wakes up uh and then they, uh, Naomi, uh, explains, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's happened. Uh, she notes that some of the villagers, uh, couldn't reach their, like, dead friends because of the demons and zombies that you just left standing around, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and that's, that's maybe sowing some seeds for a little bit later. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has a look for Lilith. Uh. Yes. Which is funny. Who's, who's just, no. just missing. Just missing, which is interesting. 
uh, Naomi, oh no, Warren says, we're not going to win any popularity contests, which is funny. Um, yeah. Uh, Warren is like, we need supplies for our journey. And they're like, we have barely anything. And he's like, I just, I need some supplies so I can leave. Yeah. Like I, I have a bunch of zombies and I'm a wizard. (laughs) Do you want me to leave? (laughs) This is what it will cost. Um, yeah. yeah. Bless. Uh, Naomi notes that the villagers know that they could take the supplies if they wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, they're just kind of. Yep. Yeah, they're they're robbing them essentially, which yep. you know fair fair enough, but yeah, they yeah. are robbing them. <laughs> um, Lilith eventually appears to Warren, and uh, she's like, "Come on, hurry up." Yeah. Uh, where doing? are you? And um, Lilith says she's gone on ahead. There were things I needed to check. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, Warren's like, did you see any more demons on the road? Because that's like a useful question to ask. She's yeah. like, nah, I didn't. But that doesn't mean there aren't any out there. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Supremely helpful. Yeah, it was just like, are there demons out there? Maybe. Yeah. Who could say? Yeah. Who could say? Yeah. Um, but eventually, uh, they get the supplies, Warren gets changed, and they leave. Yeah. 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 Um, well... Oh, well, there's they, one thing they do they, before they leave. They leave the village and go and, back to the battlefield. And then uh, Naomi's like, maybe don't do this. And Warren's like, but there's all these great bodies. I could make more zombies. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Uh, and Warren just, you know, reaches out and uh, commands them to rise. Yeah. Which is very funny because I feel like we haven't really seen... Uh, a lot of spell casting that's like in that command frame. Yeah, which means I, it, to me that's him doing that because he thinks it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that is absolutely the reason that it is like that. No, 100%. like when everyone else casting spells, they're not it's like hand symbols. Hand symbols. And, yeah, yeah. But um, no, he's just straight up actually saying words, presumably yep. because it'll be spooky to the villagers. Yep, uh, and it visibly upsets the villagers, but nothing really happens in Italy. Yeah, that like one one woman yells that like he's turning her son into into a zombie um and warren is just like good goodbye goodbye <laughs> <laughs> oh he's such a shithead he's it's yeah great. yeah i'm i'm a i'm a pretty big fan of of this whole thing of just like well can't let these go to waste <laughs> Oh. it's weird uh, i would say in in this book as opposed to the other ones yeah. there's just so much fun that can be sort of had out of just letting just letting warren's like natural personality defects run their course yes as yes. opposed to putting him in him in like a sympathetic or like traumatic situation and, yeah. and having to find no but giving him where, the freedom to just be a real shit like why are you making this worse <laughs> Uh, it it really it really adds to it. Yeah, yeah. Some like flavor. Actually, at any point, you could maybe just stop hanging out with Lilith. Like this seems maybe like like a sketchy idea. Like <laughs> he's like, well, I don't really have anything else to do. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's up to chapter seventeen, where we cut back to Leah. Yeah. Um, and I believe the last thing we saw with her was she she they she, blew up the weapons factory, yes, which I in... still have questions about. Yes. Um, a lot of yeah, interesting world building. Interesting implications there. Yeah. And uh, she was like in in the Thames with that other guy. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um, the last we saw of them. She's in hospital. She has been injured. She has been wounded. Mm-hmm. Um I believe that we very quickly she gets visited by Lyra. 
Yeah. Um, um, and the main the main uh, takeaway here is that Leah has lost her right eye. She's also suffered some slight da- brain damage. Yeah. And she's being desked. Yeah. Yes. She's no longer getting to be a cool <laughs> secret agent. She's going to have to be, you know, working the desks from, from now on. Give me your gun. And your badge. Yeah. And then Leah's like, can't you just, like, science my eye? Yeah. And Lyra's <laughs> just like, science my eye, yeah. Okay. And then Lyra's like, no, our technology hasn't come that far yet. Yeah, we've got, like, a weird helmet for you, but, yeah. like, that's about it. And then, and then Leah says, they replaced your arm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, well, look, eyes are... Eyes are complicated. Eyes are pretty complicated. Like, I, that, like, I really find that super funny because it's almost like talking to a child. Yeah. Like, you, you know what an eye and an arm, like, you know the difference between the two, yeah. right? Like, Eyes are <laughs> complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they eventually offer her, uh, like, I don't know, like a cybernetic implant, basically. Yeah. Which is... Uh, cumbersome and ugly but it's better than being half blind it's, it's like very... a it's like a half helmet it's like a yeah like a, um like a phantom of the opera mask almost yeah right and it's basically just like a camera feed yeah but yeah. there will be latency and it won't be very high quality I mean, and there's, there's no like no color as yeah well. there's yeah. a bunch of a bunch of drawbacks uh and it's Leah, heavy yeah. Leah's not thrilled by that uh <laughs> and is pretty concerned that she's going to be stuck with a desk job especially given she's been like sniping a yeah. fair amount yeah in fact that's what she does it's her, it's her whole thing yeah so um, losing depth perception not yeah. ideal uh but basically lara says anyway i didn't come here to be nice to you i want you to exploit the friendship you have with the templars yeah <laughs> uh control is why control is wondering how amenable simon cross would feel to being sponsored in a bid to put him in charge of all the templar yeah could we just have like a little coup <laughs> just like a little one just, come on just, uh, please please um we need their lithium deposits. Yeah, but that brings us to chapter eighteen. What a fun little, what a fun little, fun little chapter. Yeah, I really like like it moves. We get some, we get a mission rest. for Leah that is more than just like show up somewhere and kill some people. Like, yeah, like it's I want you to do something very specific that interacts with other characters and it has implications for other characters. Yes, yes, that's it's really good to see that stuff happening with her. Yes. Um. So we jump back to Warren mm-hmm. in chapter eighteen. Uh. He wakes up, Lilith's there, uh, Lilith is like, Naomi, she's dependent on you, she's yeah. holding you back. You, you, you should stop worrying yep. about her and, and fuck off and it's fine. And, uh, then, and also talks up the hand. Yeah, and the then also makes a bunch of like, like, like weird sexual comments as well. Yes. Like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, eventually Naomi asks why are you talking to no one yes uh, and then uh, Warren's like if someone else were here don't you think you'd know it and then Naomi says yes I think I do this is why I asked you who you're <laughs> talking to also I couldn't see when Miriam was talking to you either so like this is not a new phenomenon yeah this is pretty normal for, for you yeah um, and Lilith I think specifically tells warren to not don't tell her yeah. don't tell her and then naomi's like i feel like it's connected to that book yeah. the one that you you can read but i can't uh-huh. which like <laughs> it's just funny that she brings it up yeah but it's true that is that is that is pretty weird yeah, that's a yeah. good that's a thing to be asking questions about absolutely yeah that's a um, good question <laughs> but uh Lil's like don't tell her the truth don't tell the truth and naomi's like and eventually uh warren is like i trust you uh, and then 
he tells her about Lilith. He didn't yes. tell Naomi everything, but he yes. told her enough. Yes. Uh, and then Lilith is very mad about it. Yes. Uh, she says, don't get too arrogant for your own good human. And in that one word, she reminded him of the vast divide between them. Yeah. Cause, um, which is a funny thing to really think about because at this point, Lilith is an incorporeal ghost. She can't actually do anything to him like hmm. right now so i mean she did give him a hand so that I've... does suggest that he she has some agency yeah but i think he consented to that right mm. like i think i guess there's maybe some sort of like magical like mm-hmm. he needs to yeah, say yes to work. things but i don't know yeah um is immediately like is that the lilith yeah like, he's that... like i don't know which is just very funny maybe maybe uh Yep, they talk about, you know, just the the classic biblical Lilith for a minute. Yeah. Uh, legend has it that when God first created her, she was attached to Adam. Then he separated her from him and evidently opened up a path to the world of demons. Some sources called it the Great Abyss, but that could have been the Well of Midnight. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting for the, for the point that it kind of connects the mythology of the Hellgate verse yes. to biblical mythology. And then I, I really like how... Um... You know, Warren's, you know, basically uninterested. Naomi says, aren't you actually curious? And he said, well, I mean, yeah, you could ask her. I have, and she won't tell me. Like, <laughs> what do you think? Like, I'm talking to myself the entire time asking yep. what and why. Like, yep. <laughs> she's not interested in telling me this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she's, yeah, she's like, do you even know what we're looking for? No, not really. <laughs> uh, eventually, though, they do find a Roman wall. And then it was like, a Roman wall in this part of the country isn't anything special. Yeah, like, <laughs> fucking Roman shit all over the place. And Warren's like, looks like no one knew this was here. Desperate to make it a thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a Roman yep. wall's anything. Yep, Lilith shows up and is like, you need to clear this wall, look for a mark, and if the mark's here, you're in the right place. Uh, and they do, in fact, uh, find it. The, yeah. Oh yeah, Warren commands the zombies to de- sort of excavate it. Yeah. Which I like, it kind of makes me think of like... I don't know, like Warcraft or Age of Empires, just like go, yeah. and the villagers go over and do the thing. Yes, that's just that's how I'm visualizing this. I, I think that's probably how Warren is visualizing it as well. <laughs> yep, yeah, <laughs> knowing him. Yeah, um, but yeah, I do, I do kind of like how she, you know, Lilith is like, hey, you need to, you need to dig this stuff. Yeah, Warren's like, I, I didn't bring a shovel with me. Like, you yeah. should have told me I would have had to dig things. Oh, yes. Um, um, but they do find the, the symbol they're looking for, and Lilith goes up goes up and touches it, and it interacts with it. For yes. the first time, Warren realized that Lilith interacted with the physical world. Something had changed, and change, at least in his experience, wasn't a guaranteed good thing. <laughs> uh, but basically, she goes up and touches it, and then it, it kind of, like... She moves some snow and dirt with her hand. And... Yeah. Um... Lilith is like, there's power here. Yeah. It's like her place. Yeah. It's something that she seems to have left here. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, so, but that is yeah, that 18. for that chapter. Yeah. So we're on to chapter 19. We are back mm-hmm. to, uh, to, Leah. to Leah. Like immediately. We get punished Leah with an eye patch. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, yeah. is, which is good. Okay. I'm glad we get it yeah. briefly um yeah <laughs> she 
I just like the sentence, Leah returned to the rooms she'd been given inside the secret complex maintained below London. Yes. The city, it seemed, held enough spaces underground to hide many secrets. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, this is uh, our underground secret base There's, in London. Not like the other not ones. The There's like, one, yeah. Yeah, similar. You, you, you know the vibe. There's lots of these. Everyone's been... got their own secret <laughs> London underground yeah, base. Yeah, you, 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 you know what this is. Dime a dozen. There were ones on Kickstarter before. <laughs> Um, she's sort of, uh, you know, just, we're just picking up. She has her prosthetic, is thinking about her mission. Um, again, we have this, uh, description of her eating dry cereal from a box and watching news footage Which, of the invasion. It's actually my favorite image, I think. I, like, her just, like, sitting there, just in, like, a t-shirt and underwear, just eating fucking cornflakes. But, like, funny. do they have news reports? Is this an, a recording? Yes. Why? Why are you watching old news record? It says oh, in yeah? the next, oh, okay. next paragraph. Yes. Okay. So she's she's yeah. like she is watching it to to see if she could notice something that nobody else noticed of the news reports of the Hellgate opening. She doesn't oh, expect gotcha. to find anything, gotcha. but it's like a vein. Like gotcha. maybe I'll see something weird, which will allow us to win the war. You know, mm-hmm. it's like kind of. I think it's like an obsessive type thing. You yeah. know. Um. But um, also, yeah, she's just she. She's just kind of hanging out, like, yep. in this room and and feeling sorry for herself, which yep. is just... And then she gets a message from Lyra. Yes. And it's like, we we have briefing 20 minutes. Uh, and then she, she, she goes to the briefing. Yeah. It notes that she feels sort of out of sorts because she's in street clothes and not in her black armored suit. Yes. She walks into a room. She, she's oh. not medically cleared to wear. Yes. Which is interesting why yeah. that would be the case. Like... Ma- like, yeah. does she have, like, broken bones or something? I don't yeah. know. Um, uh, so she enters the, the conference room, and there's just a good visual here of a 3D projector in the center of the table cycling through images of Simon Cross. And my brain is automatically doing that thing that, like, uh, you see in a lot of movies where, like, you know, they have a thing and they've got, like, you know, we've got the security footage of this person, yeah. and they're clearly just, like, reframed stills from, like, the tr- movie trailer <laughs> yes. or something. Yes. And you're like, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't know why there was a CCTV camera there, but like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and also just like, uh, how have they got images of Simon Cross that yeah. are 3D? How, this raises so many questions. Yeah, like how? How do you actually? What how I want to know. Capture a 3D image. How do you? Yeah, how, like, is it like a multi-lens weird thing or like, like? What was the camera brand that did that did like 3D light? Um, Lytro. Yeah. Is this a Lytro situation? Maybe. Like, or, or like, do you just have multiple, like, like camera drones all recording from different angles and it like photogrammetries like the image? But again, like we, the, the Leah's like secret organization, the hunters, uh, we, we have barely seen them in the first two books. I feel like if they had drones flying around capturing people, we may have seen that. Yeah. Um, it's really small, (laughs) but it's like, it's just very funny to think about like. Why are they like just? Why do they just have random footage of Simon? Yeah, yeah. And, and what is it? Where did you get this? Where did you get this? Like, is this actually just all footage that Leah herself took in yeah. her interactions with him? In which case, that's like maybe even weirder. Yeah. Like, here are the pictures of Simon that you took that we are now showing on the table. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, how are they framed? Are they showing his abs? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yep. Uh, and so the sequence we get here is is pretty similar. To, I would say uh, in structure to the debate about child soldiers uh, yeah that we had with simon before um but like we go into detail about like 
we want to sponsor Simon Cross's bid for like the Templar leadership. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Clarice Thompson is here. Yes. Uh, do, 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 do. I would say that everybody else at this table kind of sucks, right? All of the other people. Bernard and, Carpenter. Yeah. Craig it, Gordon. Oh my god. It's it's yes. it's pretty funny because like one of the things that it mentions is that each of these like departments of whatever secret organization this is, yeah. right? Um, like all work very independently of each mm. other because they're not supposed to know who each other are. Mm-hmm. So whenever they're in a meeting together, none of them ever agree on anything. Yeah. Like they just sort of show up and be like, I think your idea is stupid. Like, <laughs> um, but basically we get a bit more information about why uh, the agency is kind of looking to do this, yes. which is that um, if the Templar are not fighting demons, there are too many demons for the agency to deal with. So it is in their interest that the Templar are united and sort of successful at resisting the invasion. Yes. Um, because their current strategy sucks, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so we need to just like push them in a direction yes. that will be that will create more favorable conditions for us. Especially in light of, I think, when maybe when um leah was like in the hospital bed waking up something that lyra lyra mentioned was yes you blow up the thing great but they're actually already building a new weapons factory like yeah none of this has really done anything yeah um basically we uh they talk about the uh the plan they're waiting to build up more warriors leah said all of that was in my report yeah like Uh, what are you doing (laughs) yeah uh, and then lyra says we can't afford for the templar to wait we need them in the streets fighting back against demons because we're running out of operatives yeah thought which is yeah a good summary of what what's what's happening there in terms of everything they're just yeah uh, they also note that Cross is now drawing from the population. Yes. Uh, for an organization that has been ultra secret for hundreds of years. That's pretty radical. Yeah. And also that seems to worry Leah a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that they ask is like, why why haven't we tried to put like Jessica Summerisle in charge? Yeah. And it's like, because she's like 16. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, but yes. So that basically that debate uh, lasts us. Oh, there's they end with the uh, Leah saying that uh, Simon is a champion. He's one of the best Templar, the one of the best Templar have ever turned out. A warrior and a leader, and all he stands for is, and he stands for all the compassion and rules that are in the Templar code. Yes, like hire children, um, <laughs> <laughs> recruit children rather. Deplete the forest of deer. Deplete the forest of deer. <laughs> classic, classic Templar doctrine, as we know. Um, uh, yeah, uh, but basically, Clarice, I believe, is like, "Well, you're quite the fan." Yes, yeah, uh, they're all. And then we just we just drift we just drift into chapter twenty here. Yes, which, which is, is again a classic two part of chapter. Literally in the same meeting. Yep. Um, uh, and Leah's just like, "When was the last time you were out there laying your life on the line?" <laughs> and uh, Clarice is just like, "That's." literally not, not my to. job like <laughs> what are we talking about oh <sighs> yep and Leah's like simon's out there he's doing the work every day never asked for any help um yep and then uh, lyra's like yeah exactly that's why we need him doing the work that we need done yeah that's what i'm saying yeah this is literally why i called this meeting <laughs> <laughs> um and uh they, yeah they they try to send like a team with Leah to go like talk to talk Simon to about Simon. this, and she's, she's like, just "Absolutely like, not, fucking no." I said only I gave my word to Simon that I wouldn't reveal the location of the redoubt he's established. Yes, uh, and then Carpenter's like, "This is ridiculous." 
Yeah. This is dumb. I hate uh, it. No one could make it there alone. And Leah's <laughs> like, I'm not no one. Um, yeah. No, that's basically them. Yeah, we just, like they, they talk through it. Yeah, they go back and forth a bunch of times, talk about how silly it is to send her on her own, and eventually, you know, manage to convince them to let her do that. I, I like this line of dialogue here, which again just really like paints the motives of this conversation of like, I believe the time has come for heroes. At least heroic enough to pull more assets onto our side of the game for a time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of the game board. For a time, yeah, rather. there's there's a real uh, yeah, uh, like just uh yeah. Yeah. Um, the, Cynicalness. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a real cynicism yeah. to, to ha- all of this, which um, is very much in contrast to Leah, who is like on board, you know? Yeah. She's like, yeah, we're going to do it. And they're like, eh, I need some more folks around <laughs> doing stuff. Yep. Uh, and so Leah gets the assignment and she's like, cool, I'm leaving now. By three that afternoon, Leah sat astride and Matt Black finished and drew a motorcycle and sped through the metro area. Oh, yeah. It's very... Yep. Yep. Just... Um, yeah. I, I just saw Seagull's very much trendy from Matrix. In yes. My, in my literally, head. Literally, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It, like, you can just hear, yep. like, that in the background, that, that noise, that music. Um, so. As she's going through, she finds a bunch of sort of corpses that are displayed. Yes. Uh, and she notes that something hurts regularly in this area, she told herself. It uses the stand to display its kills like trophies. It's something that takes pride in its work. Yeah, I am curious if that ever pays off into anything. Yeah, because um, it doesn't in this chapter. No, <laughs> um, but she's now medically allowed to wear her cool nano suit again. Yeah, which is um, cool. Yeah, but basically, she goes into the city. She finds some Templars, and is like, "Please take me to Simon." Yeah, and they're like, "All right, <laughs> I guess." Like they're like, "No, no," and then she's like, "Please, no," but like I know Simon. They go. Like on a radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. All right. Fine. Like, <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. Verified about, about this, like this string of chapters that we have coming up here. It's just very much like we have a problem, and, just, and someone's like, "Do we have a problem?" And if the other person's like, "Oh, no, actually, I guess fine. not. I guess not. I guess it's fine." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a delight. Um, oh, bless. Yeah. Um, um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Uh, it, I do enjoy the bit where where she like meets those uh, those yeah. Templar. You know, she's like, "Can I take off my mask?" They say yes slowly, so they mm-hmm. can verify her identity. And then and she's, she's like, like, "I need to put it back on." It's like really yeah, cold. Yeah, it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a delight. Oh, bless. All right. Well, we're up to chapter twenty-one, but I was thinking we just take a quick break uh, before yes. we jump back in yeah. to the final uh, seven or so chapters of this reading. So we will be right back. And we're back uh, with chapter 21, which is a Warren chapter, mm-hmm. uh, which we- begins with words, how big do you think it is? <laughs> uh, Warren is staring at the buried structure and is like, hmm, this is all weird. Basically, they're excavating the, I, I don't know, I think it'd be almost like a temple or sh- or like a a tomb yeah the way yeah. so the way that i actually end up picturing it like structurally in my head which is absolutely not what was intended mm. but you know like the um the structures in morrowind you know the kinds of buildings yes. that they have that's that's the way that i am picturing it yeah. which is definitely not how it's described but i'm doing that anyway that's my head canon. yeah um so they're uncovering it uh and they can't find the door and yes. then um 
this is a fun little moment here. Uh, I believe it is Naomi says, why would anyone build something this big with one entrance? <laughs> it's just a, a fun little logistics thing yeah. to think about. Uh, and yeah, there's just a little bit of questioning of why? Why is this here? Yeah. Why did they build this? Which is uh, obviously a question that we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually uncover a bit more of it. There are pictographs on the walls. Um, yeah. Warren goes up and is like, oh, yeah, once you understand it, it's pretty normal. Uh, they're all images of the woman uh, and several scenes boarded on pornography. Whoever this woman was, she had great appetites for ne- nearly every wanton thing ever done. Yeah. Uh, which the, the woman is Lilith. Yeah. Just, if that was not She, if that was she not shows obvious, up and is just like, hey, check me out. Check me what? out. <laughs> <laughs> if it was not obvious, she tells you. Um <laughs> There's a interesting moment where Warren is kind of interested to push the limits of Warren of uh, Lilith's physicality, mm. where he reaches out and when her, when his hand met the space her body seemed to occupy, his hand sank through her, but he felt the heat of her and a small resistance. Uh, and then Warren's like, "Do you know this language?" And Lilith's like, "Oh, I invented it." Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty funny. Lilith says, "All men see me as they wish to see me. Your, yes. uh, your own desire created the image you see before you." Which is just fun to think about from a metatextual level. Yes. Um, and then and then Warren says, wait, does that mean that you're not real? Which is a really funny question to ask at this point. What is real? <laughs> uh, he does ask the important question, who built this? Yes. And Miller's like, well, obviously I ordered someone to build this building. Yeah. Uh, why? Well, I needed somewhere to wait. Warren's like... What are you waiting for? Yeah. He's like, the Hellgate, obviously. Duh. Duh. What, like, what has changed, dude? <laughs> She's like, he says, I don't understand. Uh, and she says, once the Hellgate opened, I didn't have to wait anymore. Yeah, but I got... But what, what, why did you wait? <laughs> uh, and Lil says, because humans couldn't tap into the arcane energies in the world enough, and because there wasn't enough arcane energy here to begin with, it had always been diffused as humans stepped away from it and embraced science yes. humans have always been able to tap into arcane energy of course you you had a lot of natural ability before the hellgate opened uh she obviously mentions that he murdered his father stepfather rather uh da, 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 da. the templar have always had access to the arcane energy because of their beliefs and their nature yes racist implications yes so arcane energy Flows from belief. Flows from belief to some degree. Yes. Um, which is interesting. Which makes you wonder, right, if if the power comes from belief, can you, as, say, you know, the Imperium does pre-heresy in mm. 40k, can you deny magic so much that you're unaffected by it? <laughs> right? I, well... She says some of the arcane energy. I don't... Yeah, that's It's true. not necessarily clear where the arcane energy is one big pool. Yeah. Or if perhaps there are some kinds of arcane energy that are accessible via belief where others are more innate. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, basically the, the thing is that uh, I believe that the implication here is that Lilith needs arcane energy to, mm-hmm. to, do, to do her you know do her shit yeah her business her business uh and there was not a thakian energy so she wanted to hang out hang out yeah and she's she created this tomb for her body so she could hang out and wait for the world to be more arcanified Mm -hmm. which at some point hellgate would be opened and that would that would meet the criteria for waking her up again yes um she explains a very important thing here which is the well of midnight which i believe we have seen 
yeah, not we, seen, but we've seen mentioned uh, by pe- people in Demons before. Yeah, yeah. Um, where she just explains it, which is a, a, a common thing in these coming chapters where Lilith mm-hmm. just says the thing. Yeah. She just tweets it out. Uh, yes. And it's great. Uh, after having two and a half books of us going, well, that's interesting implications yeah. there. <laughs> and she's like, here is what is happening, which is a delight. Uh, demons come from the well of midnight, Lilith said, as if sensing his frustration. We never lose our connection to it, and the higher you go in the demon hierarchy, the more connected to the well of midnight you are. I became isolated here. Not all demons possess magical natures. Some, many are simply vicious. However, humans have always been a jealous species. Uh, and basically, humans... Uh, she notes that the plan kind of didn't work because humans resented arcane energy users enough that they persecuted them. Yes. So there was not a buildup of arcane energy, which meant that she was uh, asleep for longer than planned. Yes. Which I think also like, because there was also some mention in previous books about like previous attempts to open a hell gate that were yeah. aborted. And so I wonder if that ties into that. Like there needs to be a certain level of, arcane energy within a planet for a hellgate to open yeah and maybe you know the cabalists getting bigger or whatever in the preceding you know 20 years maybe has something to do with all of this but it's yeah it doesn't really go into that um lilith notes that uh the last place that saw any sort of confluence was lemuria atlantis had long since sunk <laughs> and the fools in lemuria ended up triggering the same kind of underground cataclysm and sank their world to the bottom of the ocean as well by that time i had decided to wait um i am actually not familiar with lemuria um so you shouldn't be it's it's more weird like in the same way that there are people who have actual real, real conspiracy theories about atlantis yes I'm familiar it's, with it's, Atlantis and the, the the Middle Eastern one, yeah, uh, Ubar or something. Yeah, like so that? It, yeah, it's, similar. It's, it's very very similar stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is interesting that Lemuria is in in particular gets a shout out here. Yeah. I will say as like being probably the more obscure sunken city legend. Yeah. Um, but you are, you know, pulling on the, 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 the thread, which is always fun. Yeah. And then does that. I think also like from memory, like also like one of the things that people like go like, well, maybe that's where the sea peoples came from, yeah. you know, from the bronze age collapse, etc. So like we've got, yeah, we're pulling from a grand history of weird history, conspiracy theories, which I'm always happy for. Yeah. Um, so uh warren asks why why would you sleep in england in particular <laughs> because i get glimpses of the future yes which we 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 we. there's a lot to unpack about that anytime <laughs> anytime anybody can see the future there is a lot of questions that then arise that then arise <laughs> um but we're just gonna we're gonna table them for now uh-huh. yep glide um, over that is, uh is this the first time anyone has said they can see the future i think think so yes yeah. i do not think we've had visions of the past yes we have not had visions of the future yes. uh so lil says that i knew that when the demons came they would land here basically so i had this place built and i had the book you have made uh warren remembers the female cabalist that Miriam has given his hand to as like his new hench person mm-hmm Warren asked, why didn't Miriam have his new hand, uh, his new pawn take the book from me when he took away his hand? Oh, he forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> which is great. Yeah. Uh, it's very funny, but also Lilith explains that she made him forget. Yeah. Um, which, again, imp- implies uh, that she does have some agency even as she is trapped in the book. Yes, but it, it's a little inconsistent on that point because it mentions it a couple times yeah. in like, this chapter and the next, and like it, it, it changes a little bit how much involvement she seemed to have in that. It's, yeah. it's a bit weird. Also, I, I believe last time we saw Miriam, he was still looking for Gertha, but not this book, not yes. her books. Yes. So there's like, there is absolutely like it's multiple, multiple books, books involved. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, to, to give Miriam some credit, it'd be easy to get your books mixed up. I think we certainly have gotten our books mixed up. Yes. yes. So, um, Lilith says that Warren has a lot of potential. Miriam is too egotistical to believe anything in anything outside himself. She's, you know, explains the sequence of events that brought the two of them together. Yes. All of this is a pattern that we are still exploring. Warren's like, what pattern? Yeah, like, what? Yeah, well, are, we're come just, on. We're working that out. <laughs> um, da, 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 da. Warren asks, where have you been? Well, there are things I need to see to elsewhere. Yeah. Which is like, what, <laughs> what do that you, possibly... What do you mean? <laughs> um, but basically, uh, she explains that there's a place in the world for her and that she's finally ready to take it. Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. Which should really set some alarm bells ringing in Warren's head. Oh, it does. And then Lilith says, it'll be fine. I'm not mirroring. I'm no mirroring him. Yeah, like, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. <sighs> uh, she points to a section of the wall and says, press here. Uh, and then he does that, and uh, it uh, sign clicks, and the secret door opens. Yeah, basically. Uh, and she's like, "Don't mind the death traps." <laughs> yes, yes. She says, "Don't mind those death traps." It's, and it's lovely, point. Warren thought bitterly. Um, but basically, they they go into Indiana Jones mode and they enter the secret temple with yes. a torch. That's just that's the mode we're in. It's pretty good. I'm excited for more. Uh, more tomb explorations. Yes, yes. Absolutely dizzying amount of stuff in these chapters here. <laughs> so chapter 22. Uh, I can let Lord Cross know you're here, offered the brawny woman at the door to the blacksmith. Uh, We're just describing like a hot blacksmith yep. lady for this entire paragraph. Yep. Um, so, you know. Yep. Uh, mellowed him giving the people what they want. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then... Leah's like, oh no, I'll, I'll wait until it's finished. Uh, the woman smiled at Leah. Well, I have to admit the view is rather good. She yeah. stared pointedly in Simon Cross's direction. Uh, <laughs> and then we get a whole description of, you know, Simon Cross being, you know, a hot blacksmith. That's yeah, so it. equal opportunity hot oh, blacksmiths here. Of course, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> And then I do love this bit where Leah's like, I didn't know you had a smithy here. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought you just made everything with nanoforges. <laughs> and then the blacksmith says, my name is Angela, by the way. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Thanks for telling me my job is meaningless. Here's uh, my name. Here's my name. Um, but uh, basically they explain the reason they have blacksmiths in the secret bases is that they f- use it to fold arcane energy into the metal. You yes. can't do that with machines. Also, we get a specific call out of a mention of nanoforges, yes. which are uh, uh, for those from, of you... From the video game. Yes. Um, they are... You can put a weapon or a piece of armor into a nanoforge in Hellgate London and spend different amounts of money to put different levels of magical effects on that weapon. So maybe inconsistent here right yes. like the nanoforges thing yeah is literally yeah. how you get magic onto shitty weapons in the game but you know it was fine we're rolling with it right yeah um da, 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 da. 
Uh, Angela describes Simon as Leah's man. Mm-hmm. Leah says, he's not my man. Sorry, that's not <laughs> what I heard. Um, <laughs> which, all right. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Uh, I also, I enjoy, like, Angela offers, like... A chair for her yep. so she can sit and watch Simon. And she's like, like, no, it's fine. And then it just says Simon was doing this for another two hours. Yeah. It's been a while. <laughs> yep. Um, da, 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 da. Simon eventually finishes the sword. Um, and then uh, Angela explains that Simon is recruiting children now. Yes. Um, and, you know, recruiting civilians. Uh, she does not think very highly of it. She is yeah. slightly sickened. Sending civilians up against demons was tantamount to murder. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think, but then, like, immediately afterwards, like, Simon, like... She's up and is like, whoa, what happened to you? But, like, yeah. also, like, his the his haunted look in his gaze, like, kind of, I think, belies that maybe Simon isn't too, super happy about training children either. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they meet each other, meet up with each other, and... Leah's like, it's a long story. I've got time. Let me go back to my armor and we'll find a way, uh, place to talk. Yeah. Uh, so basically, they recap with each other. And then Simon's like, wait, the people you with, they just, they can't fix your eye? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I, that's what I said. Yeah. That's what I said. I think an eye patch makes me more mysterious and provocative. I bet she does look pretty good with an eye patch. Yeah. Um, and then Simon's like, we could just we could just fix your eye. Would yeah. you like us to fix your eye? Do, do you want an eye? And she's like, no one can do that. The technology. And she's like, he's just like, no, no, please. We, <laughs> we, we can fix your eye. Don't, don't fucking worry. Uh, and basically, she, she's like, no, it can't be done. And Simon just calls for a person who has had both their eyes replaced to come in and explain that, yes, we can fix your eye. There's, there's a really good joke <laughs> there, too, where she, like, goes up. She's like, can I inspect your eye? And he's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, sure. And she goes, I can't tell which, which one's, one's fake. fake. And, and he's like, both. they both are. <laughs> it's great. It's, his name is Murdoch, which I will just assume is a Daredevil reference. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Um, Weird. And then uh, Simon's like, would you like us to fix your eye? And she's like, yes, definitely. But yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and we're going to we're gonna go through this in a few more chapters, I think. But it is just so funny that the, the turning point for Leah at the start of this section was, well, she lost her eye. There are real consequences for this yeah, war. This really it's going to affect the rest of her life. Yeah. And then like one chapter later, it's like, oh, we could just fix that. Yeah, let's just <laughs> give you an eye. What are we doing here? Like, <laughs> Oh, so good. One chapter of... There's no way to fix this. You'll never be the same. <laughs> One chapter later, actually, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. We'll like, handle it. <laughs> it's so good. It's just. It's like, just. Wait, you guys are fighting demons, and you can't replace people's eyes. Like, how, how are you doing? <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, so chapter twenty-three. We're back to Warren. Warren continues the Tomb Raidering. Yes. Um. Did um, you say Tomb Raidering? Yeah, Tomb Raidering. You know. Tomb raiding yeah. is a verb. No, no. no. All right, no, okay. No. Tomb right. raider. All right, that's fine. He's doing a tomb raider. Okay. Situation here. <laughs> uh, I think Naomi would be a great tomb raider. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Uh, so Warren is exploring, and then Naomi shows him was like, "I when you did you want to mention that you had found a secret entrance? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> at all." Um, and then, yeah, Warren says, like, we actually can't go any further yep. because, like, it's, this is just filled with fucking carbon dioxide. Like, we cannot breathe this air. Yep. And then, uh, Lilith is like, 
You know, it's, I've warned you about this one. And Naomi can just see and hear her now. Yes. That is a thing. She's becoming more solid, Warren realized. Uh, she sort of uh, resembles a hologram in the flickering light of the torches. Uh, Actually, here's an interesting question I have before yes. we get to what happens next, right? Lilith previously said that she looks however the person yes. you want them to look. I, yes. Okay, so yeah. we've had her described from Warren's perspective, Correct. but we do not get a description of her from Naomi's perspective. We do not. Which uh, is disappointing to it me. It is disappointing. I, I, I think it's just more broadly disappointing because it's like a plot point. Yeah. But we don't... Um, well, didn't... Uh, if we want to, you know, abstract this one more layer, yeah. Uh, did did Lilith not say that she, she her form is determined by the will of the men around her? Oh, maybe. So could could Warren's observation of her make her viewed in the same way? But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah all right, maybe, maybe. Um, it is. It is. I grant you. It is disappointing. We do not explore this strange quirk of the rules we've set out here. Yeah, I would like to see who Naomi's like perfect desired woman is. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, Naomi asks, "Why can't I see her now?" Again, she's incredible. Just saying the thing we want to know. Uh, Warren is like, "Well, she's getting stronger." Uh, Naomi walks up and tries to touch her. Yeah. Uh, and instead, she gets zapped and sent backwards over ten feet. Yes. And then Warren's like, what did you do? And Will's like, well, she was annoying me, so I zapped her. <laughs> and uh, she killed her, to be clear. Yes. Uh, she, and she is currently dead. She is dead. Uh, and then Warren's like, you can't just kill her. And she's like, well, she shouldn't be so easy to kill, basically. <laughs> um, and then uh, they argue about it. And he's like, don't kill my friends, please. Yes. Uh, and like Warren suddenly realizes the bargaining potential that he has yeah. right now. They are so close to Lilith getting what she needs yeah. and requiring him if she doesn't want to lose a bunch of time that he's like, if you don't do this, I'm fucking leaving, you know? Yes. Um, um, so that's, that, that is, it is fun to see a little bit of spine uh, being grown. But, or even just, I, I like, yeah agency right like yeah. he's not just blindly following yes here. he he is he actually has like motivations or feelings on the situation yes that inform the way he acts yeah um but basically uh he convinces lilith to bring her back to life this raises questions yeah. but um uh yeah basically uh she brings her back to life and says let this be a warning never let this woman come between you and your service to me yeah um da 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 and then, yeah, Warren explains to Lilith that they can't go any further because they can't air breathe. Bad. And she's like, hmm. Well, goodbye then. And just, like, fucking pieces out. Yep. Like, like, I think I, we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but you know that gif of the guy just being like, you know, and then just <laughs> disappearing? Like, that yeah. won't play on this audio, but, no, like, but, but you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah. Just, she's out. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Warren kind of just, like, takes care of Naomi, basically. Yeah. Um. Which but, is then funny because she's the one that wakes up Warren immediately afterwards. Yes. Like they fall asleep in this yep. tunnel. It's cold. Um. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he asks, "Where's Lilith?" And uh, she says, "I haven't seen her." And then she's just hanging outside, yeah. looking <laughs> dramatic. Basically, <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lilith stood atop the ditch that the zombies had dug to reach the buried structure. The zombie con- zombies continued the excavation, but Warren wondered if any of them had wandered off in the middle of the night. The numbers were once again thinning. <laughs> uh, but basically, she's just hanging out. 
da, 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 da. Well, so she is more real than before. Her color was back. More than that, she had actually left footprints in the snow. Yes. Uh, and so, like, she commands him to, like, stop and watch her, mm. essentially. And, like, she reaches... She starts singing. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bunch of, like, rabbits appear. So, one is Lilith, the Disney princess. Um, two, she then just fucking grabs it and, and breaks like, its neck and yep, then bites it. it. Like, yep. she just eats it. <laughs> I haven't eaten in thousands of years. I'd forgotten what the taste of blood was like. Um, now we're, we're gonna, we're gonna get there. Uh, oh, yeah. but it's very weird, I guess, that this, this whole sequence is about Lilith reclaiming her body principally, yes. right? Yes. So it's very weird that she has this, like, experience where she can eat something. Yes. And experience the sensation of it. We have this, like, semi-corporeal thing, which is, like... Without her body. Like, this feels like the thing she would do once she gets her body back. Yes. Yes. Where Basically. it... Yeah. It, it is weird, because it's all, like... I suppose, basically, the idea is she can only do this stuff because she in su- she's in such close proximity to mm-hmm. her body now, which makes sense, but also from, like, a, I guess, a structure, narrative structure perspective, yeah. this is... It, it feels too early. Yes, yeah. Which is interesting. Um, but basically, uh, Lilith has made breakfast. Yeah, which I absolutely just love the concept of, like... Some perfectly roasted rabbits, you know, they taste great, apparently. Like, they've been cooked, like, perfectly. And she even made some for Naomi as mm-hmm. well. Like, it actually specifically, yep. she calls that out. Like, I've yeah. got some for her. Like, it's... Yeah. it's I'm this... not a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, da She describes it as her tomb. Yes. Uh, and Lilith says, I haven't died. I only fell into near death. My death, as long as I stayed protected, was was still a long way off. Are you flesh again? Not yet, but soon. Um, so as long as she stayed protected, her death is still a long time off. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Um, but basically, they, they, they eat together. Yeah. Um, and that is the end of chapter 23. Mm-hmm. So on to chapter 24. Uh, so we're back with Simon. Simon and Leah. Uh, and I believe that they're just doing the talk through before the surgery. Yes. Um, and they explain how it's going to work. The nanobots yeah. pick up the color from your DNA and push it right into the new eye they build for you. Um, yeah. And I th- I th- one of my favorite things here specifically is that she's like, is it going to match my eyes? Because as we remember, yeah. she has like really weird purple eyes. Mm. And he's like, oh yeah, don't worry. You'll still have your sick eyes. Like, <laughs> Are you trying to hit on me? Yeah. Her tone was playful. Uh, so just have you know just classic pre-surgery flirting yeah um uh, which is you know it i would say that it is handled uh well in this particular chapter it is nice it is cute um and also you know an older nurse shows up and is like all right kids stop your fucking around um um and then they talk about the nanobots and the you know medical breakthroughs they've got yeah and then uh why the templars didn't didn't share it and basically they're like well new technology new procedures and new medicines all mean corporations insurance agencies and politicians get involved (laughs) uh corporations fight against anything new if they don't have a version of it too insurance agencies have to rewrite policies and they don't like doing that and politicians use emerging technology and the threat of science to win or intimidate voters um Given time, the Templar would have given this technology to the world, but we never got the chance to do that. Yeah. Some interesting 
political subtext there. I think. Yes, and I think in it's terms in... of the the way that these characters or yeah, we're also. Them. I think it it does it is also telling that this like it. I think this is. You read this and you're like, oh, this book was definitely written by an American, mm. because if it's England, like they have the NHS, mm. right? Insurance companies are probably not necessarily mm. As, involved in approving yeah. a new medical treatment. Um, like yeah. obviously, like in a more global scale, yes, obviously, but yes. like in London, they're not going to be like, oh no, the insurance agencies, we can't release this new medical treatment. Uh, the other ones still hold true, but I'm, like I'm yeah. just saying, they need to suspend intellectual property restrictions <laughs> and allow everyone to use the nanobot surgery procedures. <laughs> I'm just saying, maybe you know, yeah, hoarding the nanobots uh-huh. for the global north uh-huh. may have long-term consequences. Yeah, weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's not resonating with me at all. Um. Anyway, uh. But basically, they they talk with the nurse um about whose name is Jenny. Yes. Uh, they talk about, you know, Lord Lord Cross and whether or not he has other friends and his relationships in his life and and, and the fact that there's a, gr- a brewing romance. Yes. Also, there, you. yeah, there is a... there. Simon does kiss Leah and then, and then yes. leaves. Yeah. Um, um, but basically, Leah goes through the process. There's an important note here at the very end where... Da-da-da-da-da. Mm. Uh, they put Leah to, to sleep. Um, oh, maybe this is later. Is Which, the thing with the eye camera later? Uh, that's, I think that's next. The next chapter it must be, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the thing that does that does worry Leah is, which is I think really really funny, yeah. like irrational fear is like she's worried that the nanobots are just gonna like rampage and eat her brain. Yeah, which is just. <laughs> Okay. She, look, she saw, she saw a post on Facebook about it. The sourcing <laughs> was very convincing. Um, yeah. Uh, but chapter 25, back mm-hmm. to Warren. He stepped on maybe a booby trap? Yes. Um, da 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 da. Um, and they, they had found some previously, um, like some spikes and stuff that yep. they had triggered off and almost died to. So he's pretty confident. That whatever he just stepped on is not good. <laughs> I appreciate the efficiency of this uh, tomb raiding sequence, and it's like, yeah, you know, there were death traps. They didn't get hit by them. You know what this is. Yeah, like we don't need to. We don't need like a chapter of them narrowly escaping from like four of them in a, a row. boulder. Yeah. It's fine. So we just have this one, um, yeah. where he steps on it and then he just leaps ahead of it and yes. dodges it basically. And I really like. The, it's fun that he's, um, he's he he. Th- he is thinking about who designed this trap. And he's like, yeah. okay, which direction would they expect me to go? Yeah. They'd probably just expect me not to notice. So I'm going to jump really far forward. Yeah. Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Um, I believe he does get sort of wounded a little he, bit. He gets messed up. Yeah. Um, but he, do- he, he dodges. Yeah. He dodges like the initial hit. It's like a spike tower yeah. that swings down. Um, but like it, it keeps lowering as it swings back and forth, you know, mm-hmm. and it does, it scratches up and ruins, ruins his trademark trench coat. Bummer. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, but the good news is they found a treasure room. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. They find a spooky treasure room. Uh, and then they find a big drawing of a woman on a massive throne with the warriors now b- before her. It's obviously Lilith. But. Um, I don't know why Naomi's like. Looks, Lilith? looks different to her. 
True. Is a key point as well. Also, I'm surprised that none of... Because they do pick up, like, some jewels and, like, look at them or whatever. Yeah. I'm surprised that they are not cursed either cursed or, or trapped. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I also... I guess I'm surprised I, I, that Lilith cares. Yeah, like, part of me think... So, I, I'm on two minds about that, right? Like, one is maybe that the people who built this fora just put it there as, like, their way of... Tribute. Worship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or... It was less a she cares about these things and more this is a resource that may assist me when I come back later uh, on rather than like a vanity type thing. Yeah. I don't know. Um, da, 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 da. So they look at the picture. They start talking about the Romans. Yeah. Because uh, they're or, like trying to identify the armor in the pictures. Yes. Warren smiled a little at that. I'm a war gamer from way back. <laughs> I know armor. The Romans used short swords, spears, and occasionally axes. If these drawings are representative, then those swords are too long. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely artful. I love it. Yeah. Um, but basically, they uh, they continue talking. Uh, oh, no, this is one of my oh, favorite yeah? bits. Oh, is, yeah? you know, she, she warrants is careful that Hammer might not have been in the early trap. She says, I know, but I don't think anyone who constructed this would want to hurt this room. And Warren says, a treasure room. If I were building this as a dungeon for my mates to rumble through, I know I would. (laughs) This isn't a game. Which, always funny. Always funny. Mm -hmm. Um, There are pictures of demons. They see pictures of demons. Yes. Um, And then they see a picture of a woman in a forest carrying a spear in one hand. A mysterious door opened in the thin air behind her. Mm-hmm. Naomi again is like, Lilith? <laughs> <laughs> um, and they sort of identify as maybe a miniature Hellgate. Yeah. Warren moved his torch and wiped the next scene on it. Uh, the woman figure battled with human warriors, obviously beating them with these. Um, da 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 da. Uh, also, there's another image with Lilith fighting demons. Uh, yes. Naomi asks, if she's one of the demons, why would she fight them? Yes. Warren says, well, demons fight each other. Miriam had me kill demons in his name to gain power and prestige and gamer score within the, <laughs> within the demon hierarchy. Everywhere you go, it's always about power. Oh. Uh, we see another image of Lilith standing in front of a group of cheering warriors carrying a black spear in one hand and a demon's severed head in the other. Yeah. Uh, again, the spear recurring point of imagery here. So. I also, I want to say that this this whole thing reminds me of like Legacy of Cain quite a bit. Very similar sort of vibes to it because a lot of that is like you mm. going into ruins <laughs> and finding murals of characters that you have met in the past yeah. having been some sort of savior or mm. destroyer, right? Very similar ideas and um, and vibe to all of this stuff. Secret murals, honestly, underused storytelling. Absolutely, <laughs> who doesn't love finding a big secret mural that you know tells a story with a thousand words? Absolutely, that's way better than having someone just explain, explain it. Yeah, no, yes. Unless it's in these books, in which case I love it. I yeah. love when characters <laughs> just say it. Please just Please tell just me the tell thing. Me what, tell me the thing. Um, da 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 da. Uh, so they note that uh, people may have, travelers may have carried the stories of Lilith and demons around. Yes. Uh, there's another image of Lilith uh, eating the heart of a man she impaled with a spear. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's a cannibal. As if this is fucking shocking. Or like <laughs> remotely beyond the pale for this demon lady who just fucking ate a rabbit 
yeah two minutes earlier we, we just we and then also like a few days ago mm. you made zombies out of freshly killed like people people like we're not uh but even funnier is warren's just it's like, it's like no she's not technically a cannibal because like cannibals <laughs> either they're their own like species and she's a demon so like actually she would have to eat this is like someone technically be- being like... Well, oh, actually. <laughs> uh, technically, they're an ephibophile because they're, like, pubescent children. Like, like, I'm just... Oh, Warren. Bless. Bless. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Lilith shows up and is like, Come, I have need of you. Yes. Uh, and then she, like, sees that they're they're looking at the pictograms of her and is just like, Ah, I see they've added a history. Yeah. She the seems classics. pretty... Yeah, she's, she's pretty stoked about it. Like, she's oh, like, Ah, nice. the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> um yes uh so they, they ask why did you kill these demons and then she says well they were sent here before i was they weren't pleased that i was sent to do what they could not mm. what was that subjugate your species if i could prepare the world for eventual invasion it was far harder than the dark wills ever believed it would be and our presence here seemed to awaken the latent ability to use the arcane energy of this world that must have been disappointing naomi said <laughs> in the end it's not going to matter i mean is it I, like, they're like all dead. I don't know if you, the subjugation yeah. part matters at this point. Yeah, there's um, not a lot to subjugate. There's um, there's rabbits. Uh, I do. It's in, I guess it's interesting the implication that uh, their presence may have accelerated the buildup of arcane energy. Yes. Um, but anyway, we'll come well, back to that because we're. I oh. do. I do actually want to touch on that because, yeah. like, I think because um, one of the things that you know like we know from having played the video games like what the truths are and like mm. how like hellgates are kind of like almost a game between light and dark right mm. like they're only allowed to invade a location that has truths in it right mm. there needs to be a chance for the targeted world to be able to defend itself um and so like it's kind of funny that like it sounds like they lilith almost wasn't expecting that like <laughs> yeah <laughs> didn't really work out yeah <laughs> yeah um but chapter 26 mm-hmm. we're back to simon uh he is watching the the surgery happen to repair leah's sight yes uh and one of the uh doctors says are you sure you don't want to put a tracking module in her eye yeah like <laughs> no no i do not and he's like yeah that's yeah that's the thing yeah the nathan shows up to uh you know provide some moral support mm-hmm. there we get this other mention of yeah chairs were not built to handle the weight of templar armor you <laughs> you're gonna have to stand <laughs> i love the just the the thought there's like an extra layer of like oh we can't really have him do this because he's in the armor and the armor is really big and like yeah. furniture is not built for that yeah it's good there's, i love the presence of mind there but so i was thinking about this right because so one something that it does i think Maybe mm. in this chapter or maybe earlier, um, Simon takes his helmet off and he attaches it to his hip. Like the metal yep. just bonds yep. to to his his armor. So if it can if it can solidify and liquefy, could he not lock his armor in a sitting position so that it would support him without a chair? Like is this not a possibility, right? I think it is. Excellent. I don't think Simon is that creative. Okay, all right, yeah. Only only the lazy Templar know how to do that. Just, yeah, or the ones who have thought this through. Yeah. The galaxy brains. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Nathan is like, don't you have stuff to do? And Simon's like, I yeah. promise Leah I would be here. 
Uh, yeah, and they're like, yeah. this is going to take like 12 hours, dude. You can you can probably yeah. maybe do something. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, main, uh, the main thing is they just chat, and then Wortham shows up. Yes. Uh, and Wortham explains that Professor McCumber and Brewer would like to have a word with you. They have made a breakthrough yeah. in the Gertha manuscript um, and in the construction of the node fields. Question yeah. mark? Yeah, this, uh, nodes were mentioned last time. Yeah. Um, oh, I do actually want to mention as well, it does okay, sure. It does describe a little bit of um, the eye being created. Yeah. Like blood vessels and nerves like showing up and then Nathan is like, uh, and yeah. just turns away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but basically, Simon goes to see his. Yeah, so Nathan shows up and like, Don't you have stuff to do? And Simon's like, No. And then Wortham shows up and is like, like, You I have stuff to do. You got stuff to do. And Simon's <laughs> like, Oh, okay, then I'll, I'll go, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Simon goes to Professor Archibald Xavier Macumba, mm-hmm. uh, who says that the Goethe manuscript was written in eight different languages, possibly ten, Gerald Brewer put in. And I. So this is. I do not remember the second person. I don't remember them either. I. Just got the implication. I feel like the context clues are he's an assistant or also helping or I, something. I think he's like a like yeah. a Templar academic, right? But yeah. like, I think it's interesting that I, like maybe he was introduced early and we've just forgotten. But yeah. like, I, it's funny that they just are like, "Hey, Gerald Brewer," and you're like, "All right, okay." Um, basically, McCumber says that well, we had the skills to decipher these languages, uh, but and some of uh, they have no connective base. Um, it's very laborious, uh, yeah. and then also very weird, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's not a, like a Rosetta situation. No, It's no. a, just parts of the manuscript are written in one language versus other ones that are written in others. Yeah. Um, but it's very weird. Anyway. They, and all of, all of them are fake language, like, not yeah. fake language. They're invented languages they're specifically. Synthetic or artificial languages yeah. is an idea that gets thrown out there. Yeah. Um, but basically... They, uh, yeah, basically they, they did it. They translated it. Yeah. Simon Simon's thre- like, great. Simon threatens to have a Templar god put them to bed if they don't start sleeping more, which yep. is pretty funny. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah. So the, this section of the manuscript deals with the truths. Yes. Simon's like, what truths? The truths about the demons? Well, that concept at first stymied us, Lord Cross. We thought it was a generic term as well. The manuscript basically states that it's going to unveil the nature of the truths. We believe it referred to the fact that the demons had been hidden away for so long that no one believes them anymore. Uh, da 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 Ah, uh, yes. Of this, this now yes. we explain who Brewer is. Yes, yes. Uh, the Templar never forgot the demons existed, Nathan said quietly. No, Brewer agreed quietly. But not all of us believed quite so fervently as others. He looked at Simon. Guilt surged through Simon. You weren't the only one who didn't believe, Lord Cross. Sadness darkened Brewer's eyes. I had become quite complacent in my university calling and in designing video games. <laughs> I didn't spend much time thinking about demons outside of the ones I created for the video games. No one could have been more shocked than me when the Hellgate opened. So you know how, like, Ian's kind of, like, when people talk about like weird conspiracy theories and stuff and yeah. like how there's like secret messages yeah. and like, and the answer to that is always like, why would you ever put secret messages in a publicly available place for your conspiracy yeah. to read? Here we go. Why? It's because they don't have any original ideas. So they're just using their demons and putting them in video games. <laughs> yep. 
Um, Macrambus says, the truce represents something else. We don't know if they're ideals or physical things. Uh, the way they're referred to in the manuscript leads us to believe they're physical things. Mm-hmm. In order that the demons may be turned back, uh, the truth must be found. Yes. Um, as we were read, the words formed in English over the manuscript page, which is just a delightful visual. Yes. Um, yeah. da, 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 da. The world is protected against the demons. When this world was first made open to the demons, so also were the truths planted here. For the first time, the light sowed the seeds of destruction among a world that the world of midnight would one day threaten. Uh, Nathan says, how many worlds have the demons invaded? We don't know. The manuscript says there are hundreds of worlds out there. Not all of them are populated, but many of them are. And they've all gone down under the demons. But what made this world special um, was that there would be warriors of light uh, and that the truths would be were placed here. Basically. See, that's the thing. This fa- sounds inconsistent to me because yes. I my understanding is that for people, for demons to invade... For it to be fair, truths must already be there. Mm. And this is contradicting that. Like, yeah. I feel like that's something that was said in an earlier book and also is something that is described in the game. Mm. But I don't know. Um, I mean, I think I think the way that the manuscript or the way that Burr is reading it, it makes it sound like the world is open to demons and then the truths are played here, placed yeah. here. But those two things, I guess... It can be simultaneous, right? Yeah, yeah. Again, if you flip the sentence of the truths were placed here, which also opened them to the demons, yeah, I, I, I think then it makes sense. It's more reconcilable in yeah, that way. Yeah. Um, but they thought the warriors light were the, were the te- Templar, but actually this is too old, so it doesn't really make sense. Um, which Brewer doesn't agree with because he's like, well, we had pre-Templar Templar, and they probably had this stuff. Yeah, you know. Uh, and Simon says, all right, well, w- w- do you know what the truths are or where they can be found? Yeah, that's a good question, McCumber says. The truths will be found within, then without. The unlocking of the inside door shall unlock the outside door. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just says, "What is? I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and uh, you know what? Th- given how you discover the truths in the video game... Yeah, it is vague and weird, and no, and I do not really remember how that even happens. It is very wa- vague and weird, <laughs> but it's just it's just kind of funny yeah. to see these characters who are in a pretty grim, you know, yes. situation, and just be like, "Yeah, I don't really know." <laughs> it's very unintuitive here. We figured out some words. Yeah, that's about it. That's what you got. Um, but it's something. Yeah. It's definitely something. Um, but that brings us into chapter 27. Mm-hmm. Back with Warren still... In Lilith's tomb. Yeah. Uh, there are more traps. Uh, and well, then there may be. There may be more traps. And then Lilith is like, well, you know, when I was buried here, I don't know. They hadn't put the traps in, so I can't really tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't mention... Yeah, Naomi's just like... Well, Lilith says, you know, I don't think they did. And then Naomi says... You didn't mention that hammer one. Well, I didn't know about that one. <laughs> like, instilling a lot of yeah. confidence. Yep. Uh, Lilith talks about how she misses inspiring fear in people. <laughs> Basically, there's a whole thing about fear here. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Naomi finally asks, why are we here? And Lilith is like, obviously, I need you to reclaim my mortal shell. Yes. And then Naomi says, you're not a ghost. And Lilith says, well, it's sort of like a proximity thing. Um... <laughs> She says, if I were dead, I'd be drawn back into the well of midnight to be recast and born again. Nothing is ever created or destroyed, Mm -hmm. but I would not lose myself in that place. I am named 
and I will be greater than I am now. So there's an interesting implication there that if that if you're named, uh, so there's some some sort of relationship. It with... means either one of two things. It either means that if you're named and you go to the Well of Midnight, you don't come back as yourself. As yourself, or she doesn't want to go back to the Well of Midnight because she's already put in the work to become named and doesn't want to lose that. Yeah, it's a bit unclear which one she means. Yes, it is unclear. But those are interesting to yes. to think about. I yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Um, she inspects more pictographs, basically. Uh, I believe uh, this is the Adam Eve one. Yes. Yes. Well, the Garden of Eden. At Adam and Lilith. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the the Garden. Ah, oh, yes. Before that troublesome woman showed up, <laughs> it's good. Um, I look. We're not. I don't think we're gonna dwell on this. Um, but a uh, lot of lot of interesting implications in the existence of the Garden of Eden. Yes. Uh, yeah. And they go into the room. There's a secret door. Uh huh. For a secret room. Yeah. Yep. And they find a room with a big sarcophagus. Yes. A, yeah. Um, um, which we like. We actually like. We go immediately into why the fuck there is a sarcophagus there. Yep. And then it's like it's not a sarcophagus. Technically, it's actually a preservation chamber. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they like they stole the idea off me. <laughs> the Egyptians uh, stole the idea from but me. But theirs don't work, obviously. Like. <laughs> <So good. laughs> Absolutely delightful, delightful inclusion there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then uh, da 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 da. Uh, and then it because the, in the in the book at one point um mm. like a while back warren went back in time and saw like a like a a battle in kind of around like egypt and stuff mm. and so uh, he's like oh wait that was you leading that army and she's like yeah duh yeah like what are what, what are come you, on <laughs> what are we doing here? uh but yeah basically we get the explanation of what's going on with the book yes basically lilith had it created she knew she needed her body protected but i had to be out in the world in order to know what was happening how Mm -hmm. am i supposed to know when the hellgate opens and arrange my return miriam wanted the book because he'd heard of it uh as he'd heard of other objects that ended up in the world through one means or another from all the other worlds out there this place this world has a tendency to draw things of power to it that's why the demons had to conquer it the book allowed me to fall into the hands of people i could persuade to my cause yeah um, it's a real <laughs> warren knew she meant use <laughs> <laughs> persuade um but they open up the sarcophagus and lilith is obviously horribly disfigured and uh what's the word decrepit uh decomposed yes decomposed yes she's a decomposed body because that's what happens Des- desiccated desiccated is yeah. what we're looking for yeah. uh and lilith's like well in my time i was lovely <laughs> and then Naomi says, "Well, that time is over." <laughs> kid, <laughs> love it. Um, and basically, uh, Lilith, uh, I believe she gets Warren to like grab the corpse and use her hand as like a conduit to yes. return to her body. She says, "This will only take a moment." And then it says, "It lasted longer than that." Yes. Warren thought later, after at least half an hour passed, while Lilith screamed as she became one again, <laughs> which is just a great sentence because it implies that. She was like, this will take a moment. Ah! For <laughs> half an hour straight. <laughs> it's... I guess as a ghost, she doesn't have to breathe. Like, I'm just she... like, he's like, all right. Like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're in it, but she's just going, ah! Yeah. Uh, Jade Fog pours into the room while this is happening, which is pretty moody. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually... Uh, the dead woman's eyes open and Lilith stared at him from within the desiccated corpse. And this is my favorite part in that, like, 
she her soul's re-entered her body and like the thing that you expect to happen yep. is her form to be restored in her body mm. to like return to what it once was but no she's still just fucking a desiccated corpse yep like <laughs> it's great um and she basically says like good work continue to protect me i shall reward you uh, she goes and opens up, I believe it's like some compartments. Yeah, like some secret, like, um, and gives some cool loot. Yeah, like the video game. Yeah, uh, Warren gets the the spear made of black obsidian that we mm-hmm. saw in the pictographs earlier, a leather robe, and a pendant with the horned head of a demon. Yeah, um, the coat provides protection from arcane forces and weapons. The pendant is a foci that will enable you to use the, your powers with greater efficiency, and the spear can pierce a demon hide like it was tissue, despite physical or arcane defenses. Worse than that, it will pull them into the spear and make it even stronger. Yeah. So, just gonna say that's very Soul Reaver. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was, I was. For me, the thing was like, I feel like the spear may may prove important. Yeah. Later maybe, down the line, maybe, I don't a, know. A, a spear that can just murder demons. That See, sounds pretty useful. The thing I find interesting here is like, now would be the time to grab that spear and then stab Lilith. Mm. If you, if I were Warren, but like cool all right great let's get out of here naomi like this this we have solved a problem yep uh the new trench coat also just conforms oh yeah like it's like a robe like like a wizard robe and then it's like i want it to look cool though and then it turns into a trench coat (laughs) yeah uh both in terms of its look and fit Mm -hmm. uh but yeah uh and then it's like all right well we gotta go back to the city now uh, and then uh, she just makes a big portal for them to go back to London. Yeah. Um, um, but she notes that we have to be careful. Power of the strong can be sensed by demons. They will rush to it. Uh, and then Warren's like, are you sure we can't just walk? <laughs> and Naomi's like, look, I don't like this portal situation, but that's that's definitely not a workable idea. Yeah, like, fuck You're no. leading a zombie army. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're going to have to go back through that village. Like, this it's, is not... This is not a workable situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, like, Lilith goes through the portal, yep. and then while while she's gone, and just Warren and Naomi are in the room, like, Naomi's like, let's fucking go. Like, let's yep. get out of here. Like, what? don't go through that portal. What is wrong with you? Um, yeah. and yeah, no Warren's like, I, I think that's, I think that's our only option. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So they go through the portal. It's interesting that we actually get a description of the portal. It's not like walking through, I guess, a waterfall. Yeah. It's like, uh, it says, it seems painful. It's yeah. It's like a process. Yeah. Um, In- intense heat blazed through Warren. He tried to scream in agony, but he didn't know if he'd managed that. Electricity vibrated and jerked through his body, and he felt his limbs twitching spastically. Mm. However, the spear remained cool in his hand. He focused on it and used it as an anchor. Like, yeah, seems not fun. Red light dawned around him, only slightly paler than the oval. In the light, he saw demonic faces stretched and squashed and turned inside out. Um, yeah. So anyway, eventually the portal ended, which I think is an interesting use of language there. In terms yes. Of, and he was vomited out into the freefall. Um, and so basically they just like fall out of the sky onto the streets of London. Yes. Which is funny and very like, there's like an undignified element to it. That's very funny given all the mystique and like yeah. hype around Lilith as a character. It kind of reminds me of that bit in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Uh, and then yeah. Naomi falls out as well. And then there's just a bunch of like survivors in London who are like, demon lovers, kill them. <laughs> Like, so immediately draws a gun, shoots them, oh. and Warren's like, 
no and just blasts back at him. Yep, yeah. Uh, Naomi did come through the portal as well. Yeah, worth yeah. worth mentioning. Yes. Uh, and then Lilith is like, you should have killed them all. Uh, and then Lilith says, there's so much to do. Now that I've returned, some of the Dark Wills will hunt me. Uh, and Warren says, I got some good defenses at my home. You know that. You helped me construct them. Yeah. Let's go back to my place. Let's go back to my place. Um, and that brings us to chapter 28, which is where we're up to. Yes. So, next time, mm-hmm. we're reading from 28 to 42. Yep. Which will put us in within uh, close proximity of the yeah. end of this book. Striking distance, yeah. Um, and that's very exciting. Yeah. I given the the amount of stuff that has happened in these last few chapters, we're thrilled. We're ramping up. Stuff right? is happening. There's only, I mean, like, there's only really like twenty more chapters to go, yeah. right? Like, like twenty or thirty. So, like, oh man, it's it's all coming together. So, so what are you thinking? Like, oh, yes. now that we've got. We've got, like, Lilith, who's returned to her body, and, like, Warren's got extra powers and stuff. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking the climax of this final book is going to be? Okay. Um, well, I think... Uh, do... Are you... Uh, sorry. We'll do what I think is actually going to happen, and then okay. what, what I think would be cool to see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. Those are different things. Yeah. Uh, so, in terms of what I would... I expect to happen. Yes. Uh, I expect Lilith to die. Okay. I expect Lilith to probably be stabbed by, or mirror him, to be mm-hmm. stabbed by that spear that can pierce demon hide as if it's paper. Yep. That seems like a, a done deal. Yeah. A real Chekhov's gun situation. Sure. Um, I expect Naomi to die. Mm. Maybe to motivate that. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like you. We always have this. Uh, these these books can't really help having all three of their characters eventually cross paths at the same yes. point. Yes. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. I think with two, it was in the middle of the book, whereas one, it was Exodus. It was the end Ye- of the book. Yeah, because like in in two, it was like we all kind of got the book. Yeah. And then all split went separate way. ways. Yeah, yeah. So we haven't had that yet. So yes. I imagine the finale will involve everyone sort of crossing paths. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of where characters are going, um. I I imagine I imagine Leah and uh Simon either I think either Simon dies or Leah and Simon end up together. I mean Simon's a character in the video game. Oh. I don't remember encountering him. Um he's in Temple Station. Okay. So well, the spoilers. I guess <laughs> I guess Simon <laughs> you lives. You played the video game. <laughs> There's a lot of characters and they're not Amazingly yeah, uh, communicated yeah, right. in yeah, that yeah. way. Yeah, fair enough. Um, At least I, I am ninety percent sure. Okay. In there. Um. Well, yeah. So I don't, I don't see Leah dying. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. I don't know. I I feel like Simon Crosses. Okay. I know Jessica's in the game. Jessica definitely. Yeah. Um. Well, my thing is that Simon is too good. He's too pure for this world. <laughs> so for me. I feel like Simon dying tragically to motivate Leah yeah. to do something okay. could see it. Yeah. Whereas the other way around, can't nah. really see it. Like, we just had all this stuff about Leah almost dying, then losing her eye, and then getting her eye back. Yeah. Like, seems silly if she dies again. Yeah, you're not like, really building up to anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I feel like um, the covenant itself has to be signed, mm-hmm. which we spoke about last time. Yep. So, Leah has to be there to seal that covenant. Mm-hmm. Um. I am curious if we get any closure to Terrence Booth, the Terrence Booth situation. Yeah, yeah. Given 
how little of the book we have left and how much of an absence he's been in this book specifically yes. after being quite prominent in the last one. Yeah, because he like sprinted off in that like castle battle, didn't he? Yeah, but then again, maybe uh, maybe maybe that's important to the Covenant, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe Leah assassinates him or something. Also given like that Nathan is going with yeah, uh, Natalie? Natalie. Natalie. I believe it was Natalie. Two, two Terrence Booth's people. So yeah. like, that's like, he's gonna have to show up at some point with regards to that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a few key pieces who have not been shown, like Mirahim. Yeah. Like, it it would be baffling to me to reach the end of this book and have Mirahim not show up again. Yes. Yeah. Given how central he is to Warren's character. Yes. Like, there needs to be a moment where Warren overcomes Mirahim and, you know, either in so doing seals his fate as an yeah. evil person or redeems himself one of the two yeah right um i mean look he's, he's not leo they can't just forget about half of his plot, plot arc <laughs> you know and drop it <laughs> what do you think this is yeah um yeah uh i would say the weirder question is uh, around simon in terms of what he doesn't really have an objective at this point apart from keep surviving yeah because like the truths and the mystery of them I don't really see that being resolved. Well, no, because like that's the, the main objective. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I don't know. It's very. I'm very curious to see how he ends up and how Leah ends up. Yeah. Uh, in that sense, uh, whereas Warren, it's a lot. Cl- I have a lot clearer of a sense of where that's going. Yeah. Um, but I am curious to see how, or what Lilith's new objective is now that she has a body, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, are we going somewhere dramatic? Which national landmark will we will we end up at? <laughs> Hopefully, something good. Hopefully, something good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, actually, I think one of the things that we skipped over um, was like they they show an example of a working node um, with Professor McCumber and uh... Brewer. They've like, hey, we ha- can make magical barriers to stop demons, right? Yeah. And they're trying to make bigger ones. Right. Um, Which is foreshadowing the underground. Yes. yes. Yeah, like in the actual yes. um, game. Yeah. That there are spaces that the demons cannot get into. Okay. Um, so that's... I think that's... As far as, like... Because we know, like, obviously, the demon invasion continues for, like, the next 30 years, right? Um, it's pretty clear, I would say, that... Um, probably the the thing that we're gonna try to go for as an objective rather than defeating the demon invasion yes. is getting the technology and knowledge needed to be able to secure the future yeah yeah um yeah no i think the nodes thing is probably pretty important to that yes yeah. um because yeah you're not gonna win the war but how can you ensure that there will be a war yeah yeah um yeah there's definitely yeah i feel like the terence booth thing I feel like he's got to come back yeah. because he is important to the hunter's objective of uniting the Templars. Yes. yes. So it'll be interesting to see how that all comes back together. Mm-hmm. Um, how well, about you? How was revisiting this? It was definitely, yeah. Um, it was good fun. I think probably more fun than I remember um, as well. Because um, like definitely in my memory, like I have the feeling of like the second book being the one that I probably enjoyed the most originally and then not liking the first book really that much at all and then having a fun time with the third one but like not not being overly enamored with it mm. but going over it again and just having more of an eye for the weird alt history stuff mm. and all that sort of thing like 
has definitely made me enjoy this book more than I did last time I read it. Um, and there's just, it's just, just constant, just moments of somebody saying the thing, you yeah. know, and it just, oh, I love that. I absolutely love that shit. Just like, okay, well, let's tell you it's going on, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's good. Uh, I'm also very, very excited for like the next, uh, for the rest of this book yeah. because I actually don't remember the like the way that it ends, mm. right? Um, I've remembered basically everything up to now okay and then beyond this point i don't actually remember at all all i remember is them mm. finding this tomb and this like weird structure and that's yeah beyond that i'm like fuck up i know mm. so that's exciting for me because like the previous ones i had like a very very good handle on where those books went mm. um but yeah now i'm just pretty much flying blind yeah i think when i think back on on the previous two i think one has a real bizarro charm to me mm in terms of, like, the South Africa stuff specifically. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's very weird that that is in there at all. Yes. And it's very out of left field. Yeah. Which I think is kind of um, charming in to, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas uh, when, you, when you were to describe Hellgate London books, yeah. the second book is probably the thing that I am imagining in my head. Yes, yes. Um, Whereas there's like the almost a disaster movie element to yeah. um the first book, which which as it's all going down, which I think is kind of compelling. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. But I'm definitely very like you said, very interested to see the final state of the board mm, mm. as we head towards the end. And also how the um how the how some of the other fiction stuff fits into it. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like there's also, you know, a pretty significant time gap between the end of this book and the start of the game, right? Mm. Like about thirty or so years. Yeah. Um but it will be I, I'm quite excited to see how Jessica will end up like feeding into things because mm. she's been mentioned obviously a couple different times we basically have a retelling of the trailer yeah or like opening cinematic for the game um so i'm i'm interested to be like if there's like a a moment at the end of this you know where there's like a conversation with her or something mm. right um or if she's really just used as a name to puzzle piece everything together you yeah know? yeah but, yeah we will see we will. Maybe maybe she's the compromise candidate between Terrence Booth and Simon Cross. That's maybe what I'm actually kind of thinking. Yeah. Right? Like is, okay, well neither of us are allowed. How about this sixteen year old girl? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Anyway, so next time we'll be looking at chapters twenty eight through forty two of mm-hmm. Mel Odom's Covenant. Yes. Um, and that will be exciting. Yeah. Any thank- other final thoughts you want to uh, throw in? No, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we're we're getting close to it. We have some more fun stuff to come eventually as well, separate to the regular episodes. And also, we have been uh, very kindly provided with copies of the manga by Bill. So tack that onto the list. Uh, to be to be clear, <laughs> this is the Hellgate London manga, uh, which I don't have the author in front of me, which was provided by Bill, not yeah. not written by Bill. No, 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 no. Bill Bill sent it to us. Yeah. He did not make it, but yes. So that um, that is we've now got the graphic novel and we've got that as well. Yes. So we'll. Was there more than one issue? I believe there's only one one trade paperback. Okay, all right, cool. Um, all right, then, yeah, because I'm a little worried that there might be like 10 or something. No, no, yeah. I don't believe we have uh, that much okay. to look at. But 
plenty more to discover in the world of Hellgate London. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until next time, read on. She has a lot of thoughts about what happened to Leah yeah. in this episode. In this Good. Episode. Yeah. Sure. Getting those out. Letty. So, you know, she's asleep, but she's giving you what you need to tell she's, everybody. Yeah, she shared some notes with me. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Can you share it? I mean, you know, like, there's not a lot of cats in this book, so I can understand why, right? <laughs> like, I'm just itching to talk about this. I'm okay. Just, I just don't want to say anything. I'm yeah. just like, no, okay. I think we're ready. Yeah. Right. All right.